0: throughout the world, there's so many different traditions when it comes to celebrating a new year. Whether it's dressing like a demon or leaving all your windows and doors open or setting a place at the table for a loved one that's been lost. Let's jump in to a few spooky new year's traditions and some folklore to set off the new year. Hey everybody, this is Noah and you are listening to the Eerie Podcast. So today, I decided we are going to jump into some spooky New Year's traditions in folklore. Just to set off the New Year and really give us something spooky to talk about. Because it's not all just like drunk people (laughs) and kissing it, you know, when the clock turns to 12. There's so many different traditions throughout the world. And I thought it would be cool to share them. And there's so many spooky ones, which until I started doing my research about this, I didn't know, but there's so many cool things. So yeah, I hope everyone's doing good. I want to say that we're doing this episode and having it released today on yours, which I'm recording like a few days before, but anyway. Then we're going to still have our episode on Monday. Pretty usual. But I wanted to do something special. I wanted to do, release something that was a little different. So we're going to jump into a few things throughout the world that are a little spooky on years, And like a few different ways that people celebrate that maybe you wouldn't think is normal. But for that culture and tradition, it is. And we'll also do a little bit of some spooky stories as well because i'm starting to notice that the spooky stories everyone's loving those so it, it seems like you guys want more so i will keep going with that I mean, maybe i need some more coffee before i jump into this god but another note some of you have been asking how i'm doing i'm doing really good i have been i wasn't on vacation really but kind of i was sick and then I was on vacation kind of like I said so I've been pretty chill kind of resetting preparing my you know myself for this new year with a bunch of different possibilities I can't believe that we're on episode 34 like to me this is insane like we've done been doing this podcast for a little more than 34 weeks but We had, you know, some of those pauses in there when we stopped having two hosts and stuff. But I can't believe it's gotten this crazy. Having thousands of listens per episode is wonderful. And I just want to thank you all so much for listening. And I am so excited to go into the new year to bring you so much more content and so much more stuff that you may have not known or maybe you wanted to learn more about. This podcast isn't just true crime and it will never just be true crime because I just love creepy stuff too much. So we will continue with true crime because it's one of my, that's another passion of mine is like researching and learning about true crime stories and like being able to share those. But I also love spooky stuff and like the paranormal and folklore. It's this is like my outlet to like share all the stuff that I love, and you guys seem to love it too. So I appreciate you all, and I'm excited to bring you more in 2023. On that note, let's. Sorry, my dog. <laughs> my dog's getting his crate. On that note, let's jump into some of the stuff. So one of the first things I found in my research that I thought was so cool. And a little spooky is a new year's ritual in Japan. So this new year's ritual is really cool. And I'll jump into that in just a sec, but it's part of Japanese folklore of the Oga peninsula in the area of the Akita prefecture. And this ritual is called, called the. Let me just be sure I'm pronouncing this correctly because I don't want to get jam- <laughs> I, I looked it up, but I just want to make sure because I'm paranoid about that because I've gotten some hateful messages about my pronunciations of stuff. Fuck yeah, I did pronounce it right. Fuck yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. So yeah, the Namahage are, it's a tradition where they... The men impersonate Ani demons by wearing masks and they're like demonic looking masks. And I'll have a picture in the Instagram post that we do. So make sure to check that out, but they're dressed in demonic looking masks and wear long straw coats or Mino. So in this tradition, the people who are dressed up are, they have something called Diba knives. And they're like wooden knives made of like paper mache. And they are toting like a hand pail, which is made of wood. They always March in pairs of threes going door to door to make rounds at people's homes and they do this to kind of reprimand children who may be lazy or have bad behavior and the people in the costumes will walk around yelling phrases like are there any crybabies around or nakuko wa inika or are naughty kids around waliko wa inika <laughs> i'm i'm not i can't speak japanese so i'm just warning you i probably was horrible at that so i might do that but who knows so In tradition, these namahage wear painted masks and some are made of wood bark and then primarily painted red, but in recent years, they've been manufactured using bamboo strainers as frames and cardboard material and flattened metal canisters. And they travel in pairs, one red face and the other blue face in the hamlet of Yumoto, for example. And so the hamlet of Moto is like a hot spring in the city of Oba. So the Namahage are now conceived as a type of Oni or ogre, but in traditional customs, they impersonated the Kami who always made visitations during the new year season and the kami are like deities or spirits. So this ritual takes place on new year's Eve, according to the Western calendar. So today, but it used to be practiced on little new year, which is the first full moon night of the new year. This is the 15th day of the first lunar calendar year, which is not the same thing as January 15th, just to throw out there. It usually falls in like mid February, exactly two weeks after the the, Chinese new year. So the Namahage Sido festival, which was established in 1964 is held annually on the second weekend of February. So it happens on the Western calendars, New Year's, but it also happens in the second week of February in some locations in Japan. So a few of the other things that the, the legend, so let's jump in a legend. The legend of the Namaha varies according to an area and a key to legend has developed regarding their origins that Emperor Wu of Han from China came to Japan, bringing five demonic Oni to the Oga area and the Oni established quarters and the two local high peaks, the Hanzan and the Shinzan, these only stole crops and young women from the Oga's villages. The citizens of the Oga wagered the demons, wagered the demons that if they could build like a flight of stone steps, 1000 steps in all the village from the village to the five shrine halls, in one night then the villagers would supply them with young women every single year but if they failed the task that they would have to leave just as the ogres were about to complete the work a villager mimicked the cry of a rooster and the ogres departed believing they had failed so they tricked them (laughs) pretty clever so the obvious purpose of this is to trick children and very much like creepers actually If you hadn't listened to that episode, go back, take a listen. But Krampus was also used to scare children into not being lazy and to behave and obey their parents. And this tradition is very much the same. So parents know who the namahage actors are each year and might request them to teach specific lessons to their children during the visit. The namahage repeat the lessons to the children before leaving the house. Some folklorists suggest it relates to the belief in deities coming from abroad to take away misfortune and bring blessings for the new year. While others believe it's to be an agricultural custom, much like Krampus In the origins of him or of them, I guess, <laughs> just to be correct. But it, they believe it to be an agricultural custom where the Kami from the Secret Mountains visit. So there's a lot of other very similar traditions throughout Japan. And those are very, very similar, but each location, places throughout Japan have their own type of celebrations and similar types of things. I, it's like Halloween, except not, and it's very Krampus like, I don't know. It's, it's cool. All right. So this next one, we're going right across the globe to Ecuador. So in Ecuador, they have a different type of tradition as well. And after this one, we're going to jump into like just some spooky New Year's superstitions. <laughs> but for this one, Ecuador New Year's is crazy. It's one of the biggest celebrations of the year for Ecuador. One of the big parts of festivities in Ecuador on New Year's Eve is uh, Las Anos Viejos which people make a large scarecrow like dolls often of the people this they dislike or (laughs) of notable people from this past year and then at midnight everyone just sets them ablaze they set them on fire and the symbolic meeting of course is forgetting the bad of the past and the hope that the coming new year will be better so, to make these scarecrows, people fill old clothes with sawdust or newspapers and add a face with a mask. A variety of masks are for sale on these days, and I'll post a picture of those as well. So, some people will, when they make their scarecrows or their viejo, they will put a sign on it which identifies who the viejo is. But a lot of people will leave it to you to figure it out. So can you imagine being like a neighbor of someone and your neighbor hates you and they they like create a like one of you and like label it your name? <laughs> It'd be so weird and petty, really petty. Also a little creepy. It's like, so this person want to burn me? <laughs> burn me alive? But some of these are made to look like famous people, usually like presidents or other political figures. Others are of locals or, like I said before, people you hate. Some are just fun, like cartoon characters or like Homer Simpson or, you know, someone's truck or or some other character, like Iron Man or Spider-Man. For example, in 2017, Donald Trump was one... (laughs) For a lot of these people, and then a disgraced Ecuadorian judge that you know everyone hated. So, one famous location in Ecuador is the Guayaquil because they make super sized vehicles. There's an annual competition for the best money gote. And tours are organized so people can see these creative efforts throughout the whole city. It's very cool. And I'll post some photos of that as well. Very, very cool. So another part of the tradition is the does. And I say that like such a white man, <laughs> I'm sorry. So the viudas are widows because their husbands are the ones being burned that evening, but the basic truth is it's just a bunch of really brave or a bunch of men that dress as women to beg for beer money. <laughs> Kids will dress up too and beg for candy. It's <laughs> it's super funny. The viudas are very insistent and will block the streets and dance in front of cars until someone pays their toll. They tend to start first thing in the morning of New Year's Eve and then continue throughout the day. If you are driving, you may want to use a different transportation method this day. Otherwise, bring lots of loose change to be able to pass the many roadblocks. Leave (laughs) that (laughs) out. So, another cool thing about the Ecuadorian tradition is the beer. It's like lined on the streets. I kid you not. Like, there's crates of Pilsner, Pilsner, whatever, Uh, lining the streets. And they will be empty by the morning. It's crazy. You know, some of the Ecuadorian superstitions and like the traditions that they have, like for people just, you know, during their new year are eating 12 grapes at midnight. So it's supposed to bring good luck for the coming year. This is such a big tradition that grocery stores started just selling cups of 12 grapes. For just 99 cents. Very cool. So another thing is colored panties <laughs> It the superstition is that if you wear yellow underwear on New Year's Eve, you'll have increased prosperity in the coming year and red underwear means you will find love. Another interesting tradition is if you plan to travel over the next year, if you take a suitcase and run around the block, at midnight you'll enjoy success during your travels so make sure to do that guys <laughs> and those are some of the interesting ones I found otherwise just like for a lot of other cultures a lot of Ecuadorians will wear masks and there'll be fireworks and you know just a bunch of fun stuff for the New Year's tradition very cool all right so we're moving on from Ecuador now so we're going to jump in to just some of the random news, traditions and superstitions. And these will be some of them you will have heard of before, but maybe you don't know the reason why either. So this one's pretty quick, but the kiss at midnight thing, the reason that this came about was that if you kiss someone at midnight, they're supposed to be your lifelong love which is not true. Cause I've kissed plenty of people at midnight. <laughs> wow. I made my, I'm like making myself sound like a hoe. And then my new name is Hoa instead of Noah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dumb. But the person you kiss at midnight is supposed to be a lifelong love. Not true, but sure. And we already talked about the 12 grapes at midnight from Ecuadorian tradition, but one grape for each month to bring Year long good luck, which makes me kind of want to go get some grapes for New Year's. So another thing that's weird is if you fill your kitchen cabinets, it's like it's supposed to be good because having an empty kitchen cabinet during the New Year or when it it transitions to a new year is supposed to be bad luck for prosperity. So make sure to go grocery shopping. I really don't recommend doing that, but you know, because grocery shopping on New Year's is always a nightmare. Another one is to have cash in your wallet. So to experience prosperity in a new year, you must have at least a little bit of cash in your wallet. I wonder if gift cards count. (laughs) Another thing is do not clean your house on New Year's day. Like if you do it will wash away any good luck coming your way and also don't remove anything from your house so trash nothing on new year's day it's you have to wait until the second or you'll have a shit ton of bad luck and this is one that one of my exes would say but eating collard greens and black eyed peas collards represent cash and black eyed peas represent coin to bring wealth in the new year So, I mean, I'm not going to do that, but you know, do your thing (laughs) and another one is like opening the doors or windows at midnight to let the old year and bad spirits out weird. So the first person to enter your home after the clock strikes 12 should be a dark haired male and that's so that he brings good luck. No one should leave be for that like you shouldn't leave before that dark ed male walks into your house so maybe i should go walk around and be like hey just part of new year's tradition if i walk into your house that would be so creepy wouldn't it but yeah i don't know how that really works because what if you're a family of like blondes and you're just with family that sucks (laughs) for them i guess i don't know So invite one of your friends with dark hair over, but make sure they come after the festivities because why not? (laughs) Another weird tradition is not to eat lobster, crab, or chicken because lobsters walk backwards, crabs walk sideways, and because chickens have wings, your good luck could, like, float away. So don't eat any of that, okay, guys? And then this one everyone already kind of knows, but... Making noise to scare away evil spirits on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. That's one of the reasons everyone goes, woo, right? Or maybe it's just because people are excited. It's a new year and they're having fun. But this is part of the historical traditions is to make a lot of noise. So maybe I'll bring my harmonica and just go, right? Just blow on it. No, no. Yeah, no. All right, Eerie Tribe, I'm so excited to talk about today's sponsor, Audible. Audible is, (laughs) I can honestly say that I use Audible on a daily level. I read a lot, but sometimes I don't have time to just read or maybe I'm, you know, hitting the hay and I need to put the book down and just listen for a little bit. New members can actually try Audible for free for 30 days using our link. As an Audible member, you can choose one title per month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. You can find some $50 audiobooks and get them super cheap by just having this Audible membership. There's so many Audible exclusives as well that you can only listen to on Audible. You'll discover exclusive Audible originals from top celebrities, renowned experts, and exciting new voices in audio, which I might be one of those soon. But for real, anything you're interested in, you can find it on Audible. There's so much on Audible that you can check out. If you visit audibletrial.com slash Pod, you can get one free month and one free book that you get to keep forever. So check it out, guys. Strongly recommend it. All right, so now we're gonna jump into a story that my friend sent to me. And I wanna throw out there that I didn't know that this was happening to my friend, but um, it is a New Year's story or a story that started on New Year's. So let's jump in. So this happened about eight years ago. Me and my wife were living in a suburb of Boston. We just had our son about two months prior to the new year of 2016. Our apartment was in an old brick building. And this apartment could have been in better shape, but our apartment itself was really nice. It was a three bedroom and it was plenty of space for me and my wife and our new son. Our New Year's Eve was full of the norm. We had intended on going out to a friend's house, but decided it would be a lot with the baby. And finding a babysitter on a holiday would just be difficult, so we decided not to. We decided to stay in and relax. We put down our son around 8pm, and me and her earlier that day had decided to grab a bottle of champagne for that evening. For me and her to toast on our own. We wouldn't drink much because we have a son and wanted to make sure he's taken care of so that if he does happen to get up we wanted to make sure that at least one of us was sober. My wife and I made a deal that she would be able to drink a little bit more and next year I would be the one that gets to drink a little bit more. So that's how we did it. My wife drank most of the bottle herself and she saved just enough for the New Year's toast. At this point, it was around 11. Typically, when it turns midnight, I FaceTime my parents, who now live in upstate Florida. But around 11, I received a call from my mom's cell phone number. When I first picked up, it was just breathing. There was no voice, and I kept saying, Mom, hey, Mom, what's up? Hello? but still no voice. She was just breathing. I started to ask mom, are you okay? Is dad there with you? She continued to breathe. She continued to breathe. So I just hung up and called my dad's cell phone immediately. When my dad picked up, I heard a lot of commotion in the background. He was evidently at a holiday party. I asked if my mom was there with him and he was like, yeah, she's right next to me. And then I heard my mom say, hello, in the background. I told them that I think that she butt-dialed me and she should just check our phone. My dad had her check it and nothing. There was no calls that were made and she hadn't butt-dialed me. It was very weird. So I said Happy New Year's to them and hung up with them and told them that I loved them. Around 11.30, the baby monitor we had for our son in the living room started going off. We heard a clicking, and we looked at the monitor to see if everything was okay, and if our son had just woken up. But he was sleeping, so we went back to watching the New Year's festivities on television, like we do every single year. Well, the clicking started again. My mite My wife went to look at the baby monitor, and she gasped. I ran over to her, and she was white, white as a sheet of paper. And she pointed at the monitor, and that's when I myself started to have goosebumps upon goosebumps. On the video feed of the baby monitor, our son was laying peacefully, but right next to him was a black figure. It had the shape of a person with long arms and long fingers. I immediately bolted to the bedroom where my son was sleeping, opened the door, and nothing was there. I did note that I had goosebumps even more so when I walked into the room. The room was a little bit cold, and I figured, okay, maybe this is just like a weird thing on the video feed, it's fine. I went to give my son a kiss and was about to leave the room. And as I did, I heard my wife scream. I left the room and bolted to the living room where my wife was. My wife was against the wall, closer to the entrance, which was opposite to where our bedroom doors were in the living room. She was hyperventilating and said, there was just some black shape that poked its head out of our bedroom. I started to feel strange, it didn't feel normal in our apartment. Typically our apartment felt warm comfortable and really really nice, but right now in this moment I felt like all the hope in the world just left. My wife was completely white and I felt the color drain out of my body too. My brain immediately went to, okay there's an intruder, I have to figure this out. How an intruder would get into our house, we don't know. We had both been in every single one of the rooms that we have, one being an office, one being our bedroom, and one being our son's room. And we haven't left the house. All the windows are always locked, and we don't open them. I walked to our bedroom, opened the door, and turned on the light. There was nothing. No one was there. I was confused. All of a sudden, I felt nauseous. And I looked at the windows, and the shades were open, but locked. When I looked out the window, that's when I saw it. Outside the window was a black shape with a street light behind it. The shape was humanoid, and it didn't have any facial features. I was confused as to what it was, but I knew that I had to get my wife. So, for a second, I stood there and looked at this black shape. And then I immediately left and went to my wife, grabbed my phone, and called the police. We went into our son's room and stayed with him until the police got to our house. So by the time the police were there, it was past midnight and we'd missed our toast. The police calmed us down and told us there was no one there. All the windows and doors were locked. Everything should be fine. We decided to bring our son into our bedroom to go to sleep. As I was sleeping that night, I woke up to what could only be described as hissing. I felt my wife next to me and my son next to me. Just to clarify, we don't have any pets. We just have me, my wife, and my son. When I lifted myself up, I looked in the corner. I could see that black shape sitting there again. I was frozen, and the black shape didn't move. It just seemed to watch us, or what felt like it was watching us. When I stopped being frozen in fear, I moved my arm and switched on the light, and nothing was there. I wish I could say that this was the end of what happened, but it unfortunately wasn't. Throughout most of 2016, at that apartment, things just got worse and worse. I barely slept and almost every night I would wake up to weird things happening. Like someone would knock on the door and there would be no one there or I could feel someone grabbing me. There were times when I would walk in from coming home from work and my wife would be crying because she felt something grab her. And eventually it got to the point where I myself was waking up with scratches on my body. Like I said, we don't have a pet and my wife isn't into the kinky stuff. There's just nothing to explain what was happening. Later that year, our lease was up. So in November of 2016, we decided to move, even though we loved that apartment and lived there for years at this point. We thought maybe leaving would make this go away. So that's what we did, we left. The last few nights at the apartment were probably the worst. We kept hearing sobbing in the bathroom. Our son would randomly just start crying. And the very last night, I woke up to my wife gagging. When I did, I immediately turned on the light and my wife was holding her throat like she was trying to pry off hands from choking her. I had to shake her. I was like, honey, please stop, are you okay? My wife's face went blue and eventually she stopped. I ended up lifting her out of bed and running her over to our son's room and closing the door. I don't know what it was that was haunting us this one year at this apartment, but before that everything was fine and normal and we had never experienced anything like this. Hell, I didn't even believe in things like this. When we left we thought that would be the absolute end, but when we left the apartment, it wasn't. For a few months after we left, my wife constantly got sick whether it was a cold whether it was her just hurting herself in some small way I can't explain it because she had never had issues prior to this but now it seemed like she was sensitive to everything we brought my wife to the doctor a few times trying to figure out why she was constantly getting sick and why she was constantly hurt it got to the point where my wife ended up having to leave her job luckily I had a job that could support both of us. And my wife did always want to focus on writing and doing the things that she loved. She did something similar for me while I was in college, so I figured this is a great way to pay her back for all of her commitment to my growth. Eventually, my wife got better and she stopped being sick all the time. But I have a sneaking suspicion that whatever this thing was, it played a big part in the aftermath of leaving that apartment. What I do know is that whatever this was, wasn't human, it wasn't a spirit, it wasn't natural, it was terrifying, and I saw dreams about black shapes trying to steal my son away from me, or trying to choke my wife. I personally hope that that building gets torn down, or that they do some sort of exorcism on the building, but whatever that was, I hope I never have to experience anything like that again. Just to add, me and my wife no longer celebrate New Year's and we just stay relaxed and chill at home and don't take part in any New Year's festivities. We are scared that some black demon from hell will come and inhabit our life again. So we avoid it. So I wanted to throw out there that I had no clue my friend was going through this at all, like not even a hint. Like, he didn't talk about it until he sent me this story. And I know he's probably listening, so I'm so sorry that you had to go through all that. Like, that's insane to me. I appreciate you sharing this. And like I said, i keeping this anonymous for you, because I know that's what you asked. But Jesus Christ, dude, that's insane and fucking creepy. And I hate shadow figures. Why did it? Well, a shadow figure on New Year's? Fuck that. It's supposed to be a happy time of the year. And fucking demons just coming around and fucking shit up. But yeah, I appreciate you sending that. And anyone who sends me a story, I just want you to know, if you say that you do not want me to say your name, I won't. I value your privacy just as much as I value my own. So I would definitely not share your information so please feel free to send your stories and if you do want your name Zed and you want me to shout you out that is completely fine too but yeah so we dug into a few of the superstitions behind the holiday and a couple of places in the world that have some interesting traditions so i think that's it it's so weird how you can find something creepy about every single holiday it's so cool that around the world there's so many different things. I, I just think it's so awesome. But I hope you all had an amazing, amazing New Year's Eve and you had to celebrate with friends and family. And we here at the Erie Podcast just want to say Happy New Year and welcome to 2023. Make sure to follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on so you can get updates to new episodes. And make sure to go to our Instagram and our Facebook. Our Instagram is instagram.com slash the eerie podcast or at the eerie podcast. And then same with our Facebook, facebook.com slash the eerie podcast or at the eerie podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, make sure to check those out so you can see some of the photos that I posted regarding the mass and stuff like that. Please feel free to send your stories to info at the eerie We would love to share them. And like I said, we can keep that confidential for you if you would like. We will have a new episode tomorrow for when for the Cleveland Three. And then that will be a three parter at the very least. So there will be another part that comes out maybe later next week if I can squeeze it. I probably won't be able to, but I'm hoping I can. That way I can do something different i was gonna do another ghost stories for the following week so we'll see but thank you guys for listening but yeah happy new year and go get your shit go to the gym it i just want to throw out there too that like it's okay to have new year's resolutions even if you don't follow through you are under no obligation to follow through with some commitment you made with a goal the goal the, my biggest thing is that if you're making a goal, that's still progress, right? Like, even if you don't make it through the whole year doing what you said you were going to do, that's okay. You don't owe your anyone that obligation. And furthermore, like, it's not a failure to not fall through with something that you thought you could. Like, it's okay. It's okay. So just enjoy your new year. Commit to your resolutions. It's okay. And don't fall through. It's fine. Or fall through. Whichever. It's your fucking life. (laughs) But okay. I am going to. See you guys tomorrow. Alright. Make sure to eat those 12 grapes. And make sure not to take out your trash today. Because you don't want to go to hell. That's not even my thing. But yeah. Don't take anything out of your house. Alright. Bye guys. Bye your job. I hope you guys aren't all. Too crazy all over. <laughs>